Dave Max Cork History Matters, brought to you by Red FM. Aidan O'Sullivan, thanks for joining me. Uh, you are the great nephew, or grand the grand nephew, nephew, grand nephew, grand of, nephew. of Michael Collins. Yeah. Your your grandmother was his eldest sister. Yeah, that's correct. I would have learned about Michael Collins from my mother, principally, and also from my granddad, Hanny, who was Michael Collins's sister. We lived with in London up until the 1916 Rising. Michael went to London as a young boy of 15. Well, yeah, let, 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 let me ask. So, Lizavaird, because, I mean, we're here in Cork, so we can yeah. get a bit more exact than other yeah. people call him, a, like, a Clonakilty man or whatever. But but Lizavaird is is the area, is it? Or Woodfield was the was the farm, is it? Woodfield was the townland. The townland. The, the townland where the farm was. Yeah. OK. And yeah. that's nearest to Lizavaird in West Cork, is it? It's, it's, it's close to Ross Carberry, halfway between, you could say, halfway between Ross Carberry and Clonakilty. Mm. Not too far away from where Tom Barry was from. Not too far away from... Well, O'Donovan Ross, I think, was a Ross Moore man originally. Yeah, that's right. He would have... um, I think uh, O'Donovan Ross would have been one of the people that Michael Collins would have idolised as mm. a child growing up. Mm. And he was kind of like a physical force uh, Republican uh, and, and, and an unrepentant physical force Republican, founded the Phoenix uh, magazine in, in Skibbereen. Uh, he has memories of the, of the famine. He, he would have seen his, his family and his, and his neighbours and his friends suffering from the famine and would have left a mark on him. And, and um, Yeah, because that's kind of what I'm a little bit interested in. Yeah. I heard you talk elsewhere of Collins leaving for London at 15, that he was never going to get the farm. So if you're not going to get the farm, what what options have you? I mean, maybe the priesthood. Yeah, which, <laughs> he, which he didn't go for, by the way. No, no, no. Uh, but he 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 went to London and he worked in the post office there. And he also uh, he was, I don't, I don't want to say he was under the thumb of his sister, but his sister was Hanny was quite a few years older than him, and she was another big sister of his. But she encouraged him to to further his education. So Rick, he, I mean, it's no surprise that if he was a smart boy, but how, how many brothers and sisters were there, do you know? He, I, he, had, he, had, he had another two brothers. Um, he had a brother Johnny who, uh, and a brother, a brother Pat who left Ireland, I think, before. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. I think he left Ireland before the Troubles and he ended up being a captain in the police force in Chicago. And this weekend we're having a reunion and it's sad for me insofar as we searched high and low to find relatives of Pat. And I, I know some of them appeared about 10 years, but we couldn't find any of it. That right. was disappointing for us. Okay, yeah. Uh, so who was the eldest brother that got the farm then? That, that was John. That was John. Who was uh, known as Johnny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and a, and a number of sisters. So two brothers and a number of sisters. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he, had, he, had, he had a sister... Mary, who was my grandmother, he had a sister, Margaret, he had a sister, Hanny, he had a sister, Lena, who, who, who actually became a nun, I think it was a Mercy nun, and I think she was in the UK, and he also had a sister, Katie, wow. who married a farmer in Bohola, in Mayo, mm-hmm. and whose brother, and, and her brother-in-law, her brother-in-law, Katie's brother-in-law, Won three gold medals for America in the Olympics. Goodness me! Back in, I think I not got to whatever year it was, nineteen oh seven, nineteen oh or around then. Sometime. Early days of the Olympics. Early days of the Olympics, and I suppose the story that was related to me from my mother is that uh, that she uh, there was a young man in the Bohola district went for the priesthood, and uh, she had the, the three gold medals melted down to make a chalice for him. So. <laughs> 
Now that's the story I have. <laughs> Whether that's validated for yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Well, it's a good one. Uh, so that's a number of two brothers. Uh, um, one who might have ended up uh, in the police force in Chicago, or did it did yes did end up in the police force in Chicago, but you've slightly lost trail with with that side of mm. of the family. John Johnny, who inherited the farm, a number of sisters, including your grandmother. So that's that's a big family, but that's probably not that unusual. His dad obviously was the farmer. Was it his family's land for? It went back over a number of generations, and I think the the, the farm increased in size from time to time. Yeah. And was he but John? They they often named the the eldest child after. Was he a John? Was he? I I I, 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 I I'm not I, I'm not I'm not quite sure about mm. that one. Mm. But what I would say to you is that, um, in uh, a number of the books I've read, mm. in particular Tim Pat Coogan's mm. book on Michael Collins, he has a lot of historical references to back pre-famine times, and about the hardship. That the uh, basically that the, the 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 farming community had all around that time, and uh, you know it was it's very interesting. I think it's from there, and as as you've you've mentioned to me about Donovan Rossa, that he uh, you know he 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 became interested in. Uh, well, it would in, leave in a mark on you, wouldn't it? It did. You know, because people look at, you know, and you look at the historical sweep of, of, of Ireland's history and you look at that point and you kind of go, look, we're never going to get a fair crack of the whip here. No. You know, when you look and see how the, the ordinary people of Ireland were treated through that period by, by, you know, we were an integral part of the empire. We were an integral part of the United Kingdom at that point. The Act of Union had occurred 40, 50 years previously yeah. in 1801. Yeah. And yet this was allowed to happen to, yeah. to a whole section of society. But, you could, I don't know, it's maybe unfair to say the most Irish of the Irish. Irish, but um, the, the the ordinary Irish Gaelic Catholic peasant were the ones who suffered through that whole period, and arguably it leaves a, a mark and a stain and a suggestion that like we're never going to get a fair crack, crack of the whip. Yeah. There's only one way to solve this, and that's by taking taking matters into our not even taking matters into our own hand, but but I suppose the phrase they use these days is sovereignty is 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 restoring sovereignty to the people uh, of the place, and I think that was the goal and the dream and yeah. the and the desire. And, yeah. and and West Cork was a hotbed of it. O'Donovan Ross being just it, one of many names. It, it, it was, but there was also. Uh, some reports I've, re- I've I've read on Michael Collins around, particularly when he came back at Christmas 1916 after being interned in Frongok, is that I don't think some of the local farmers oh. were too happy. Right. <laughs> With him and what he was doing, that he yeah. he might have been considered uh, a bit of a, a bit of an upstart yes. in the area. Yes, but that's only from historical reports I've written. Yeah, I, I've you, read. Sorry. Yes, yeah, and, and and you could have. You know, I'm sure there'd be different views of people mm. saying, "Listen, you're causing trouble and leave mm. it alone. You're going to draw uh, heat on us around yeah. here, and and listen, we're doing well enough and leave us alone, kind of thing." And that was a, a part of it. I think. Uh, yeah. And and it wasn't necessarily sectarian, as we know. Sam, well, no, 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 Sam Maguire, a West Cork man, a Protestant, who he and Liam McCarthy, I believe, swore Michael Collins into the IRB in, in London. That's correct, yeah. In, I think it was 1909. It, it, it was only something I read I read there in one of the mm. history books that mm. they, was they, they swore him in. But he, he got actively involved then yeah, in and, the and, Geraldine. Liam Le- yeah. McCarthy's parents were Ballygarvan and they left around famine time as well and you'd yeah. imagine as a result yeah. of, of hardship. So I mean yeah. it's, it's hardwired in yeah. uh, into that whole thing. So so he leaves for opportunities. He's encouraged by his sister. She's obviously spotted that he's a, a, a smart... I, I, I wouldn't say he left for opportunities. Opportunity wouldn't be the word I'd say. Okay. He left because he had to go. Oh, you know, there was not there was yeah. nothing for him in Ireland yes. at the time. Yes, and he went at fifteen, probably at 15, not. 15. It seems young now. Yeah, well, he did. I'm told that I understand he did sort of seven years in national school, and then he did the post office exams, 
and he um, and Sam Maguire I think ran the post office in London wasn't yeah, he he was the main man yeah. or was it McCarthy it was one and, of them and, um, and, and anyway he uh, it was McCarthy and that's how Maguire got the job yeah. over there and Collins too yeah. so there was a there was yeah. a Cork uh, no, mafia his, going no, on no, over no, there his, wasn't there his aunt uh, or his sister Hanny I think worked in the post office as well there so I think she she brought him in. She brought him in but there. W- you know? w- but with that Irish way, I mean, we oh, yeah. we know it. If you go over to America and you know someone, and they'll you know they know someone and they look after yeah. you. There was obviously a little yeah. bit of a network of you know. If you head Absolutely. over to London and there's there's we can get you we can get you going. Yeah. So he's over. He's young and he's influenced by presumably a revolutionary fervor that's going he on is, at the yeah. time within and, the Irish uh, community. And as I said, he joined. He, he was in, in. He joined the. Uh, the IRB, and he was also involved in the Geraldine's uh, Gaelic club there. I don't think, um, I, I, in some of the reports of the Geraldine's, they found it difficult to, pe- to feel the team a lot of the time. But uh, no, he, um, what should I say? Do we, he, do we know, was he a player or was he a... He, pl- he played, but I think he also, he was one of the main guys behind fundraising and things. And, I, 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 and uh, you, the reports of him, um, you know, being on to people looking for them to pay their subs, the subs, and getting into, you know, getting into hot water for doing that. But, uh, <laughs> but I think he, even then, he had a. I I think he was a very intelligent young man, mm. and he, he went to King's College in London, and he studied. Uh, I know he studied uh, mathematics, law, commercial law. I think it was. And um, you know, and accountancy, of course. Mm. And I think that 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 you know, when he, when after the rising and on the foundation of the state, when he when he became minister for finance, and set about organising the first loan, I think that was quite significant for him. Mm. Yeah, uh, he died at thirty-one in 1922. So my my math on that is that he was born in 1891. There, 18, thereabouts. 1890. 1890. So it's 1905 when he's in London. 1905, 1905. Um, you know, it's it's before the First World War, obviously. Uh, I'm trying to think of kind of like what what you know what might life have been like then for him. I suppose there's trams buzzing all around the place, yeah, and you know, there's an air of industry and hustle and bustle, and would have been very different from West Cork, I'd imagine. I think it would have been, but I think uh, he adapted well to it, you know. And uh, I, I think that when he got into his late teens, early twenties, he, uh, you know, that was in his formative years. Mm. He was in London. Mm. Yeah. And I think not maybe a bad place to be as a young not man. A bad, but you know, I think particularly for young people, I think that Michael Collins was a very, very young man. Mm. And people know today, they all everybody says he would have, should have, could have mm. done this and that. Mm. He was a very young man. Mm. And what he did, you know, I think it's most significant for this country, mm. you know. Oh, there's no question. And it's regrettable, probably. Oh, it's uh, the, mo- the, most regret- ask, yeah. the most regrettable part of it in all he did to, he did in, uh, in, in, the, in the War of Independence, mm-hmm. that would be another Irishman most likely shot him. Yeah. Yeah. And that is most regrettable. Yes, and do you? What's your feeling on? I mean, we're we're jumping straight into in, in, into that. We'll come back again to to you know to young Michael Collins as a man, if you don't mind, and and build him up a bit more. But but straight to to the ambush. I mean, you know, 
it's funny as you get older, as I get older and, and you read other things and you kind of go, wow, oh, right. That was actually happening at the same time as this, that you connect things together that you maybe didn't know and, and join the bits together. And, and and sorry, just on your point, we were robbed of so many uh, amazing young Irish men Absolutely. Uh, as a result of the Civil War and the War of Independence. Uh, sorry, the, 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 the Civil War itself, never mind the War of Independence. Yeah. Uh, even in the Rising itself, like the James Connollys, of the, like the vision that they had was quite radical and revolutionary and arguably the, the free state that came into being wasn't, didn't it had lost that revolutionary radical edge to it. It might have been interesting to see what kind of an Ireland might have emerged if the likes of James Connolly and 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 even Absolutely. the Padraig Pierces of the world had been there to help shape it, yeah. as opposed to having sort of ignited the spark that led to it. Yeah. Uh, and certainly the likes of Collins and many others. I mean, you know, what is it? Is it Harry Boland was great friends with with Michael? Was yeah, he his best I man? And I think they were best men. You yeah. know, but um, and then ended up on the opposing sides. And, and it, it, all I can say, it's all very sad. Mm. I, I, they're all fine men. Mm. Um, but on that, so you know, because there there had been an amphibious landing in Cork. The the IRA had held Cork City for a number of months, uh, and um, was it General Emmett? I'm not. I can't remember the name of of who it was. Landed the troops down in Passage West, and they fought their way into the city. Yep. No, there, there's a there, there's a. It's called the Invasion of Cork. Yeah. Uh, John Borganovo, who's a UCC yeah. professor, has written this little book on it, and it's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, drove them out through Rochestown. So then they they abandoned the city at that point, and 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 the IRA retreated back into West Cork into their you know yeah. their stronghold as such and not long after within weeks uh, Collins did a bit of a tour uh, so I've been doing these history podcasts with uh, Gabriel Doherty uh, of yeah. UCC historian and I asked him I said was there a little bit of hubris in Collins you know heading down into West Cork and touring around knowing full well that the city had just been cleared of the Republican forces and they were all in and around there and he was like well look no there's you know there was a bit of sort of um, PR to it in that he was inspecting his troops and he's inspecting the bar and you know it was, a, it was a show of force to some degree that the free state are in charge here and uh, uh, but, and then on on the way back uh, Bail Nablaw they're ambushed late in the day the party had lain there in wait for nearly 24 hours seemingly and were about to leave uh, thinking that they weren't that, that the, mm. the party weren't going to come that way and, um, and and even in that it was you know 20-30 minutes after the engagement you know it was all over uh, the, the the ambush party were retreating and, and, and Colin stood up to have a look around and one one lad seemingly took one last pot shot because it was from a distance. It was, mm-hmm. it was a bit of a lucky um, mm-hmm. shot seemingly. What do you, what's what's the family feeling about that? Like, was it an assassination? Certainly the, the party were being ambushed. Were they trying to kill Collins? Were they trying to, does, you know, does anyone, do yeah. you think it was... You know, you know, it's it's great for that historian his, who, whose name is it John. Everybody's got a view on this. Yes, everybody's got yes. a view. But it's my firm belief mm-hmm. uh, that Michael Collins. Yes, he may have been doing a tour and inspection. But he also wanted to end the civil war. And this hundred years may not have proved that, but it may take another hundred years to prove that. But he want he wanted an end to the civil war. And that is my own belief, mm. and uh, there's very little more. I c- mm. Very little more I can say. Oh, I'd say it, broke it, his heart that it, that, it, um, that it that it occurred in the first place. Aiden, because at the time, week two weeks before the end of the civil war, he was trying to create bridges mm. to with Northern Ireland, so that we could basically. I think his belief would have been he, he eventually we would have had a. We would have had a, we would have had a united Ireland. He, I know that he met Craig at the time, and he 
I think, I, and, and it, is, it, it is historically reported um, that he he was seeking Craig to allow Catholics work in Harland and Wolf, and the quid pro quo for that is that more dairy produce from Northern Ireland would be um, would would be sold to the south, but that never happened. Collins Collins died, and the North and the South drifted further apart again. I I would say the Civil War broke his heart. Uh, yeah. uh, he was the one I think had to instigate. I mean, well, he was the Minister for Finance. That well, he was he was in, involved in many. He was. <laughs> I don't know how many meetings he might have had over a given day. Have you have you had a look at his diaries? Or I mean, the family were were in possession of the diaries oh, yeah, that you've now gifted to the state. And I haven't seen his diaries yet, mm. but I I know he he did a hell of a lot, and he he got up early and he worked late. That's all I know from what I from st- the reports I have. Yeah, and and probably struggled with with, with the workload. Um, you know, for for all my interest in history and all the historical sites I've visited in Cork, I've not gone to Colin's house. Uh, so there, there's in what's in Clonakilty? There's a there's a museum to. to there's two museums mm-hmm. near Clonakilty. There's one on the Cork side of Clonakilty, uh, run by uh, Mr. Crowley, and then there's a, another another museum on the main square in Clannacilty, mm. yeah. That's right, yeah, that's what I'm familiar with. And as for Woodfield, is is, is the farm in, in still in existence? Is the is his old home still there? Well, his old home is uh, was burned by the Black and Tans wow. in 1921 uh, as a reprisal for, I think, around the time of the burning of Cork. Mm. And uh, all that's there really are the foundations of his old home, but the, play, but the, the shed... At the back of the farm, where he was actually born, the old is still it has been uh, has been actually done up by the Board of Works, and it's a, a nice place. It's it's a nice place to visit, but uh, that's all that remains. I think it's significant that uh, my own grandmother, who lived in Mount Nebo, on off Blarney Street, that when the uh, when the Black and Tans burned Woodfield that uh, the three children there had nowhere to go. There's a lot of people, there's a lot written about the war, uh, about our civil war and about this, but there were a lot of victims of the civil war. But those three children, plus my grandmother's nine children, all had to live in one house off Blarney Street. Uh, for the, I think the three children had to live there for, for a while, I don't know how long. But uh, it, it, there were tough times for them. So, I, so would Collins's dad have 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 passed at, at at this point? Yeah, contrary to what some of the history books say about him <laughs> being uh, a cost that Michael Collins came to Cork to discuss uh, where monies were being siphoned off. Very difficult because my grandfather Patrick Paul died in nineteen nineteen, about three years before. Before Michael Collins was shot. By oh, the, there was a suggestion that Collins, uh, your your grandmother, told Michael that she knew from the husband. Yes. Um, that money was being siphoned to the Republicans, and he said he'd go investigate. But as you've mentioned there, it, like you know, <laughs> grandfather was gone. His yeah, father pa- was gone. I always believe paper never defies ink. Anyway, people, <laughs> and also I think in in all of this, look, people believe what they want to believe, mm. but the facts, there are facts there as well, and mm. hopefully they'll all come out in time. What was the what was Collins's mother's surname? What what family was she? She was, uh, her, she was married to a gentleman by the name of Patrick Pole, and uh, she became, and she's Collins Pole as such, you know. So, and did she keep the two? She kept the. 
Uh, I yeah, she did. Her, her her the next generation polls kept it anyway. Where she kept it, she was Mary Collins anyway. Yes, gotcha. Um, so uh, so oh yes, yeah, so his father had passed in nineteen nineteen. So John has the farm. John's burned out of the farm. John has three kids. Yeah. Johnny, as you mentioned earlier, and they have to move in, into the house in Blarney Street with the nine other children. Off, off there, Blarney Street. Off Blarney Street, and 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 about twelve kids and three four adults. Yeah, and. And and lose the farm or does oh, no no they kept the farm he continues he to farm the, it they, they kept the farm uh, from what I've read I think the farm was sold in the twenties a few years later mm. but um, no there were t- there were tough times mm. oh I wouldn't doubt it no because uh, I think that after after Collins was shot the reports that uh, the new government. They get they had given a a pension to Arthur Griffith's family because mm. Arthur Griffith died ten days before Michael Collins, but uh, my grandmother was offered a pension, but she refused it and she said we, she would actually get get along and work things out for herself. So she reared really her nine children. Goodness me, um, because Mike, I, I I'd, I'd say Michael would have been helping her out before he was shot. Yes, but these are the things. Yes, these are the things which history doesn't uh, record. Doesn't record. Yeah. Wow. So he's so nineteen oh five is when he goes to London roughly, and then you know so nineteen oh five. So then so he's twenty five then when when nineteen sixteen happens twenty five twenty six, and he's still in London at that point, is he? Does he spend a decade over there? He he stays there until nineteen. He comes he came back in nineteen six before just before the rising in nineteen sixteen. And was he here in court then? I no, he was in Dublin all the time. Dublin. Dublin. And was he involved in the rising? He was in the GPO. He was in the GPO. I think uh, growing up, uh, the, the history books did not write. He, he was he seemed to be very little about Michael Collins in the history books. I don't know why. Around that for around that period was it? Well, no, no. But for, I mean, oh. in the nineteen sixties, nineteen fifties, sixties, and seventies. Oh right, sure. So um, you know, Michael Collins was in the GPO. Uh, the nearest state. The, uh, he was a part. Um, he was in need to come to. Uh, Joseph Plunkett as far as I know and after the rising um, he was bro- he, he was actually uh, he was um, went to prison in Frongok in Wales I think Frongok was just uh, making up all distillery that they turned mm. into a prison camp and it wasn't very the conditions they were awful mm. and uh, Around Christmas 1916, he was, um, they were all released. Uh, I think it might have been on Christmas Eve, but I think he, uh, he went straight back to Dublin and that's where he spent, you know, that's where he spent the time then. Uh, I think, uh, I think the great thing about Frangook, it was a nursery for mm. creating the environment, the environment for for Republic the organisation is there any sense of maybe who you know so if if he's an aide to camp to Joseph Plunkett in the GPO or but he, he obviously you know we, you know it clearly smart charismatic impressive intelligent uh, fun man yeah. uh, you know like uh, you know a man that would be unlikely to, to, to not get noticed for the skills that he possessed but do we know who might have sort of spotted him and brought him along and, and elevated him through the ranks of the organisation or perhaps he did it of his own sheer sort of force of nature himself yeah. well all I've read is they say that he he seemed to have impressed everybody when he was in Frongok with his organisation skills mm-hmm. and uh, 
you know, he seemed to have been a natural leader mm. coming to the fore at that mm. stage. Well, he was obviously good with numbers and he had probably all the organisational skills from the post office. Mm. So, yeah, he was probably a very useful man. Mm. So so what do we know then? And but and he become, like, you know, through the War of Independence, that, you know, it was, you know, Michael Collins ran it is, the, is, is, the, is loosely the story that people... Yeah, I, 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 I think he, he had learned one thing more than anything else. Uh, I'll use a, a term that a closed mouth catches no flies. <laughs> uh, and that basically one of the main problems I think in history was informers. So I think pe- the people who, who were around him, it was on a need to know basis. And even with that, he was... he. he he, he he was very lucky to escape on many occasions mm. when he was being pursued by, by both the British forces and uh, the you know mainly the British forces in Dublin and the Secret Service in Dublin or the Cairo gang to be precise and the RIC I guess the I mean the stories of him are, are they're almost that he's a little cavalier and is you know that it's almost um you know who who is it you're looking for oh Collins oh you'll have to catch that fella sometime or you know that he yeah. sort of played up to the whole kind of thing that they didn't know who he was um and that he'd almost hide in plain sight but obviously he was smart enough to not get caught um, but what was his actual title are you aware of um, through that period like what was his sort of technical role in the in the yeah exactly I don't know I, I'm not sure myself either but um, but he you know did he run the sort of the, the, the secret army of 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 the IRA I guess he did um, but he's 29 29 30 in that war of independence it's at a it's at a good period and point in his life I guess in that regard uh, what I remarked on when we were chatting about this through the various podcasts that I've recorded on on these subjects is that uh, they were going through a pandemic at the time as well there were yeah the, 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 the great the flu in 1918 known as the Spanish flu the Spanish flu yeah which uh, I know a few it actually took the it took my his sister or Katie's Katie's brother-in-law who was uh, the Olympian he died, he died in the Spanish wow. flu in, 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 I think I think that's the year he died in I, I could be open to correction on this, but uh, seemingly the Spanish flu actually affected younger people worse yes. than it affected older. Yeah, and he was very young. He was very, very young. young you know? Yeah, and there was some suggestion that whatever it was, that perhaps older generations had had some uh, encountering with it along the way that they'd had some level of immunity, whereas young people, young people didn't. So it's just amazing to think that through that whole period of the War of Independence, uh, there was actually wave after wave of, of a yeah. global pandemic. Uh, and, and, you know, 100 years on, there we were with, with some knowledge of what yep. that can be like. Uh, yep. uh, um, and yeah, because somebody, somebody said, said to me there about what would, what would Collins think of Ireland today, you know? And uh, I don't know, he, he was shot in, mm. he was shot in 1922, but I suppose it's a fair old, fair country that we, um, we're just coming out of a pandemic mm where when you hear of the massive numbers in other countries of people who died mm. and our near neighbours as well. Mm. I think there's about 5,000 recorded cases of people who died mm. during the pandemic. And that's a... I think we ha- we should be proud of how we managed it. Well, that's what I said. I hope he'd be proud of the country that we have become and probably saddened that we still haven't managed to constitute the island collectively in some fashion. I think that's the the, the final step that, that um, I hope we take at some point, that it's Absolutely. a small island, uh, you know, where are we, six million plus people, maybe seven million all in. And uh, if we can't work out a way to agree amongst ourselves how to live on the island together as, as one place. I think, I think economic unity is where what we need. We need we need to actually become closer and closer 
with the rest of the country as regards uh, being a small we're a small unit at the end of the day What we haven't said Aidan in this conversation people can be listening to this at any point but you and I are speaking just days uh, in advance of the 100th anniversary of Michael Collins assassination or the ambush that killed Michael Collins in Bail in the Blah uh, the date would be August 22nd That's 1922 so we're just to, it's the 19th of August 2022 as we uh, discuss here now and there's there's you, you are very involved in, 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 in a whole series of conversations and again I'm very grateful to you tell me about the oration will you be there this Sunday have you got do you go over the years I've I've been there on a number I I would say I, I, I'd, be, I, I'd be lying to you to say that I go there every year I mm. go there from time to time mm. I was there for uh, when Mary Robinson spoke there uh, and I hope the weather is better today than it was the day she spoke we were it, it, was, it was very very wet I remember mm. And I was there on the days the, ver- the various Taoiseach spoke there and I was there the day Brian Lennon spoke there. As I was myself, yes. Yeah, and uh, and I think it was... That was, tw- that was 2010. 2010. Just, uh, just a, short, a few short weeks before he passed, I believe. Yeah, and, uh, you know... The first, d- the first Fianna Fáil or uh, first Fianna Fáil minister at least and this weekend will mark the first Fianna Fáil Taoiseach yeah. uh, to speak there jointly with the yeah. Fianna Gael leader. You know, um, you know... I think um, myself without, I'm not going to get political, but I think between Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil over the hundred years since Michael Collins was shot, there are a lot of bumps along the road, Mm. but they've built a very good country. Mm. If we go as Irish people, as young, particularly young people, young people go abroad and are welcomed they're welcome because they're Irish. And I think tell, that that tells a lot for the country that has been created over the last hundred years. Yep, yeah, I wouldn't disagree with you. Uh, let me ask you about some of the events that are happening. Like his final days in the city were in the Imperial Hotel. That's correct, Is yeah. It, was, it, was it room 115? Or? Room 115, yeah. And uh, I was... I was how all this came about was uh, I came back from a holiday late last year and my, a niece of mine and a cousin of mine asked me would I join them and we would try and get all, as many of the family together as possible in Cork for this weekend. So there's about 214, 215 of us getting together in Cork Goodness. on, Saturday, on, Sunday, on Saturday evening and also uh, we have a number of events. We will lay a wreath at his, his bust in Fitzgerald's Park on Saturday morning the museum in Cork are having an exhibition and then there's a private family event in the barracks and that's followed in the evening by uh, by a dinner and then on Sunday uh, there's Bail Blaw plus in the Imperial Hotel then there's going to be uh, the, the screening of a few new documentaries on Michael Collins which I haven't seen I'm looking forward to seeing them and on Mon- on Monday morning just a small group of us are going to sit down and have breakfast and we're also going to unveil a new portrait of Michael Collins in the foyer of the hotel. And um, that's basically it. I think some people might go out to Bail the Blah again mm-hmm. on the Monday. Are there some speeches on the Monday night? Is there a, is there a some? I, I, I got... I, yeah, that's right. There's a, a gentleman by the name, a, a, a relative of, of, of mine, uh, Paula Morocco, is going to give... Uh, 
is actually going to give um, just a history of the events around that day. Because I'm going to speak with someone on on, on my drive show that evening uh, around that as well. Um, so a whole series of events. Will you at any point go up to Glasnevin? Does that mean anything to the fact that he's buried there? Or is that a spot for, oh, for pilgrimage? Is, yeah, 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 well, I know that there are... Oh, yeah, Glasnevin is a fascinating place. Isn't to go it? To, yeah. Because I know that there's a, a, a young... Or not a young... There's a French woman constantly renewing the flowers there on the grave all the time um there was a there, there was an event in Glasnevin last weekend but i was busy my my son was getting married in a place called Marienthal which is outside of strasbourg so mm. that kept me busy so uh, my priorities were mm. <laughs> last weekend were yes uh, familial well they were familial and familiar, yeah, but closer exactly. and and, and uh, yeah yeah well, congratulations. I hope Thank that you. was a lovely event. It was, yeah. Um, but yeah, Glasnevin is a, a fascinating place to go to and there's, there's oh, is, some yeah. great tours you can take around there and there's O'Connell's Memorial, which is this massive round tower that you yeah. climb up to the top yeah. and have amazing views. And um, I think it was O'Connell bequeathed it to the, to the, to the Catholics of Dublin who at yeah. that time had nowhere to be buried. Yeah. Um, and, and it's now... Um, Oh, well, it's a huge graveyard and it's a lovely, there's a lovely walk around and you've got the uh, the botanical gardens yeah, just beyond it. And, um, so, I mean, yeah. highly recommend if, if anyone listening oh, yeah. has not been uh, to oh, yeah. Glasnevin for a, for a wander around. The, yeah, and, and his, his grave stands out within mm. the grave, you know, and, mm. uh, you know, it's, it's quite poignant when you go and see his mm. grave there, you know. Mm. Mm. So, uh, w- at what age do you recall an awareness of your famous relative and what were your feelings around that and, and did it inspire you to learn more or was yes, it... Yeah, I suppose I was about 10 or 12 when I realised or maybe 10, 9 or 10 because uh, I remember we used to collect my great aunt Hannah who, who lived in Monkstown in, in, and we would bring her out to Bail Nablaw and I just... I used to wonder what it was all about, you know. And, and she'd actually go out to the site of where he was... Yeah, yeah. We'd bring, I, I, she would bring her out at, at, at the commemoration on yes. the 20, or, oh, on yes. around the 22nd yes. of August. Yes, yes. And uh, I just got interested in history then. Mm. And Hannah would have been uh, his sister? In order, the, el, the elder the sister el, that the he lived sister. with when he was in... Uh, of course, they, 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 you wouldn't... When he was in London. They, they wouldn't have said anything, would they? Or, you know, would you... Ca- no, I, I, I suppose there was a lot of pain yeah. after he was shot. And they said very little. Mm. Even my own mother, who was his niece, and my uncles, they spoke very little mm. to us about mm. about those times. They were quite, they were, they were sad times for everybody. Mm. And when the family meet, are there differing views? Are there, you know, vigorous debates in any way? Or, or is it... No, I mean, not the, really. sto- the story is clear in many respects. Yeah, no, no. They were just, I think there's a lot of sadness at the end of the day that yeah. he was shot. Yeah. And we shot what? a very young man and... Uh, what could I he have done? What, what more could he have done for Ireland? Yeah, I suppose. Uh, what did it achieve? Mm. And nobody, you know, a, a lot of people say he did it, but what did it achieve at the end of the day? Mm. I think, it, I, in my own view, it just created uh, a greater wedge between different factions in this country. Mm. Mm. Yes, absolutely. It's um, it's it's a, it's a strange one to try to tussle with the, the the concept of the civil war. You know, the the four courts had been occupied for a period of six months in a, in a kind of a loose way. Yeah. And um, then there was the the these these two sort of. It's hard to know if they were even connected to the IRA. Two two um, you know, 
Irish nationalists of Irish heritage, but but but, but born in England, who assassinated uh, Sir Henry Wilson uh, in London, mm-hmm. um, uh, and caused the British government. And he he'd been a key figure in in lots of respects, and admired and respected over there, and a, and a huge unionist, and very mm-hmm. anti any kind of independence for Ireland. But his assassination caused the British government to to say to the Free State government because they hadn't left. They said, if you guys don't sort what, out what's going on here, we're not going, and we'll sort it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it it forced the Collinses and, and, and the others to, to take up arms against their own and, and, and like I said earlier it must have broken their hearts uh, to do it and to yeah, see but I that think, sort of uh, you know, when you know a few six months earlier Michael Collins said when he signed the treaty he had mm. signed his own debt warrant mm. so he, he seemed to have a good idea of what, what it would mean for many people in Ireland mm. I think what people forget today is communications and mm. you know what, what people People could say what they wanted to say and people believed, as I said earlier in this interview, what they wanted to believe. Mm. You know, so that's all, part, that's all part of it. It's all so sad, you know. Mm. Do you believe he's been uh, commemorated sufficiently uh, within Ireland? I think that in recent years, people realised that Michael Collins was, existed. I think in the earlier generations, in my generation, and generations before it, he, he, there was very little written about him. Mm. Did, the, think, did the film change much? I think it probably did, yeah. Um, I think it changes people, uh, people's attitude. I, 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 I asked an aunt, my, my own mother, my father died 40, 43 years ago, but my mother died about, I think, two years before his release. But I went to it with an aunt of mine, and she's, I asked her, what did she think of it? And she, Jim Sheridan won't appreciate it, but my aunt said... Um, Oh, uh, they never used that language <laughs> in, in those times. But, but she said the violence was a lot worse. Yeah. And I found that quite frightening because yeah. parts of the Michael Collins movie was uh, really uh, quite violent. Now you live in interesting times, I think, as a Chinese. Uh, I don't know, is it a blessing or is it a, a, a warning? Or, but, yeah. but certainly they lived in interesting times. There's, there's no question about it. Uh, Aidan O'Sullivan, you are the grandnephew of Michael Collins and we've spoken about him here today and I'm very grateful uh, and I hope the commemorations on the 100th anniversary of, of the Bale and the Blaw ambush that saw him pass all too soon uh, all go well and that you as a family get to mark him and, and remember him and, uh, and, and continue to be proud of him on into the future. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.